This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Sometime in the next three weeks, Joyce Murray, Canada's Minister of Fisheries, will decide whether the licenses for 79 fish farms will be renewed. I heard a rumor that the minister laid out her options or her ideas to cabinet and cabinet has the plans right now. They're figuring out what to do. We can expect an announcement quite shortly on the plan around the transition of farms out of British Columbia and also the licensing decision. Said Stan Probish, senior scientist with the Watershed Watch Salmon Society. According to the BC Salmon Farmers Association, based in Campbell River, the province will lose more than 4,700 jobs and $1.2 billion in economic activity if the salmon farm licenses are not reissued. The elected chiefs of the Wewakai and Wewakum are among a small group of First Nations leaders supporting this industry, but hereditary chief Arnold Chickite of the Wewakai Nation campaigns against fish farms. The Klahus, Hamelko, Slaman, and Comox are among the 102 First Nations that signed a joint letter calling for open net pen fish farms to be transitioned onto land. Bob Chamberlain, chair of the First Nations Wild Salmon Alliance, issued a press release stating, quote, We are deeply concerned that wild salmon runs in BC have suffered from the impact of fragmented management decisions at both the federal and provincial levels, decisions that have contributed to the precarious extinction-level state of wild salmon, which must now be corrected if we are to see wild salmon runs successfully rebound, unquote. A growing number of scientists agree with him. All of the salmon farms in the Discovery Islands have ceased operations. Last month, Cermak Canada reoccupied its Raza Island site, which is just off the northern tip of Cortez. The company emailed Cortez Currents that they do not intend to stock the farm this spring. They're hoping that Murray will renew the licenses and reverse her predecessor's decision to remove fish farms from the Discovery Islands. Probish is based in Powell River and visited the Raza Island site last week. There didn't appear to be anyone at the farm, but it does look like it wouldn't take that much time to get it started. It appeared to have still a fair bit of infrastructure. The housing unit was still there. Much of the walkways were still there. It didn't look like it had nets in the water. I think those were taken out. It obviously didn't have fish in it. While I was in the Discovery Islands, Probish met with Jody Erickson and Fairlyn Campbell. In the 20 years they've been sampling the migrating salmon, they've never seen fish in this area so clean of lice. Usually they would either be covered in lice or one or two lice per fish kind of thing, like somewhere between one and two and ten. The only place we've ever seen clean fish like this is off the Skeena Estuary, where you're 50 miles from the nearest farm. Said Campbell. They did one set for us. They used uh, a large net or a seine and uh, captured a number of juvenile pink and chum salmon. The vast majority of them were clean. They had no parasites, no lice. It was quite uh, heartwarming to see. It was just a, a really good news story. 
positive news story and it's likely because there's no more farms operating in the area. So that was really great to see. A spokesperson for the BC Salmon Farmers Association emailed, quote, no data has actually been presented that would allow us to comment. However, analysis of the last five years data in the Discovery Islands showed that lice levels have always been low before and after the removal of farms. The sector has continued to support sea lice research in the Discovery Islands. This year, and when data is available, we will update our analysis from last year. Unquote. Probish was one of the many scientists who recently testified about flaws in the DFO's in-house science peer review process, or CSIS, before the House of Commons Standing Committee on Fisheries and Oceans. Nine pro-industry scientists responded through an opinion piece in the Globe and Mail. We were familiar with most of the scientists uh, involved in the Globe and Mail opinion piece. I did know that at least some of them had connections to the salmon farming industry, but just after a kind of a cursory look at their publication histories and, and where they work and who they co-authored science papers with, we soon found out that they were all connected to the salmon farming industry in one way or another. There were no exceptions. Some of them co-authored with industry. Some of them conducted studies that were partly funded by the industry. Some of them co-authored with consultancies and companies and nonprofits that regularly do work for the industry. And then some of them are funded by grants set up to promote or, or benefit the industry. The industry spokesperson wrote, Quote, we're disappointed to see claims questioning the credibility of the respected scientists who signed the recent Globe and Mail op-ed. Additionally, we're confused as to why industry-funded research is questioned, yet the motives of scientists funded by activist groups are not. The BC Salmon Farmers Association and the aquaculture sector continue to support credible, independent, and peer-reviewed government and academic research. We do not attempt to alter or influence the results of research." Unquote. While some of the scientists she dismissed as being funded by activists are employed by environmental groups, other critics of the industry come from organizations like DFO's Strategic Salmon Health Initiative, DFO's Pacific Biological Station in Nanaimo, DFO's Institute of Ocean Sciences in Sydney, the Pacific Salmon Foundation, the University of Toronto's Department of Ecology and Environmental Biology, the University of Victoria's School of Environmental Studies, and UBC's Department of Medicine. Cortez Currents asked Probish if he thought any of the points raised in the Globe and Mail article were valid. I think the overarching refrain was what I would term as kind of a pro-industry. I think m most of their comments were around DFO's in-house peer review, its science peer review process, and I've been involved in that. I was a steering committee member for five of them, looking at five different pathogens that come from salmon farms and that impact uh, wild fish. I had concerns that I raised during the process. One of them was around 
potential bias of some of the participants because the process doesn't have any sort of explicit way to deal with conflicts of interest. We felt that sometimes those peer review processes were heavily weighted towards people that worked for the industry or that did work for the industry regularly or were funded by the industry. Joyce Murray, the Minister of Fisheries, is mandated by the Prime Minister of Canada to, quote, work with the province of British Columbia and Indigenous communities to create a responsible plan to transition from open net pen salmon farming in coastal British Columbia waters by 2025, unquote. The next step in this process is to decide whether to renew the licenses of the 79 fish farms that expire at the end of this month. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.